Welcome to Compassionately You. Here, we host conversations and vulnerability in hopes to help and motivate others. My name is Brie Luganville and I'm your host. I love to have different guests on to talk about a personal journey that they went through. Sometimes it focuses on internal growth. Sometimes it does focus on body image as well and how that affects our overall being as a person. Thank you so much for being here today. Happy Monday, everyone. Welcome to Compassionately You. Today, I'm here with Kara Paholik. She is the owner of Educated Style. I have also met her multiple times at different networking events around town, and she's just a very genuine person, truly wants to help and care for people. So thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Bree. I'm really excited to talk to you. Thank you. Oh. Um, so tell us a little bit about why you started Educated Style. Sure. So about a year ago, I discovered um, ethical fashion kind of by accident. So for those of you listening that don't know what ethical fashion is, basically um, it means that the clothing um, or accessories or whatever, or your shoes or bags, whatever you're wearing, or your child labor or slave labor, um, things like that. So um, oftentimes the material is more sustainably sourced. Um, you know, the, the manufacturing is more sustainable. And then, of course, the people who are making the items are treated well, they're paid well, um, they often get benefits, and all of those kinds of things that a lot of us probably take for granted here. Um, and in a lot of the countries where most of our clothes are made, those things are not uh, commonplace. So I just became really passionate about it. I did a lot of research. I watched documentaries. I read books. Um, I kind of did a lot of Internet Googling, things like that, to just kind of educate myself on what it was and how I could make a difference and how I could change my habits and things like that. And so um, in that, I um, started working for a company called Seiko Designs. That's an ethical fashion company. They do incredible things with um, women's education in Uganda and in building community here in the United States as well. And so I just learned a lot through working for them and decided to branch out a little bit and create educated style. Because in in my journey over the past year in trying to, you know, make um, different wardrobe choices, uh, I realized that a lot of us just don't know anything about it. You know, they everybody was like me, like I was before a year ago, you know, having no idea where your clothes come from or who makes them and if they get paid well or treated well and things like that. So I thought, well, I feel like most of us would make different choices if we just only knew about it. So I decided to share um, what I've learned with other women um, and in hopes that, you know, we can all make a difference together by doing really small, different changes um, in our day-to-day lives. Because I know um, when we hear about these kinds of things, it's like, oh, this is such a big problem. 
how am I ever going to be able to get involved and like do enough to make a difference because we all are so busy with our lives and all that. Um, and so I want people to understand that there's really truly just small little things that you can change in your lifestyle that will make a huge impact in someone else's life life. And so that's kind of where the idea came from and how I got started. Thank you. Thanks for telling us that. And so if someone wanted to make just small little changes, what is a good first step that wouldn't seem too overwhelming, but also does make an impact? Absolutely. So in my, in my workshops, I kind of cover, um, a whole host of things that you can do, like where to start, um, and kind of just the simple steps to go through once you're ready to kind of progress through all the steps. So the first thing that I always recommend is going through your closet and your drawers and kind of seeing what you already have. Um, and that will kind of give you an idea also about what your style looks like. What kind of clothes do you gravitate towards? What colors do you like? Um, what kind of what clothes do you have that make you feel good um, that you love to wear that bring you joy and kind of looking at your wardrobe as a whole big picture and if there are items that you don't wear that don't bring you joy anymore um, you know that don't fit etc getting rid of those clothes by either donating them responsibly or selling them Um, and then when you're ready to add items to your wardrobe um, to either replace fill some gaps or replace items that no longer that you no longer wear. Um, there's a few different ways that you can go about doing it. First of all, I always look secondhand first before I do anything else. Well, actually, before I even do that, I uh, sit with it for a minute and make sure that I actually need it because often I'm like, see an ad or I see someone wearing something and I'm like, ooh, I love that. I want that. <laughs> um, and I think we all kind of do that. And then I just kind of sit with it for a couple days and decide, like, do I really want it? Am I really going to wear it? And so often I would have, like, um, I would be at the store and I would see something and I would just buy it on a whim and it felt really good in the moment. But then it sat in my closet forever. I never wore it. kept the tags on it. Or it didn't fit quite the way I thought it was going to when I got home. And it was just kind of like a waste. And so I've realized when I sit with it for a few days, I can really determine if I actually will love it and wear it all the time. Um, so I think waiting and giving ourselves that space to see like where it can fit in our lives is really great. Um, and then after that, I um, put an alert in Facebook Marketplace for what I'm looking <laughs> for. And I just kind of... Well, that, that kind of gives me time, too, to wait a little bit for it to pop up. And almost always I can find what I'm looking for on there, which is really amazing. It's like the power of the Internet, right? It's like yeah. we have everything at our fingertips, which is really cool. And so um, I've really gotten into enjoying um, looking for things um, either on Craigslist or at thrift shops or on Facebook Marketplace. And so the reason why doing that is, Considered like an ethical or sustainable practices because the item was already made um, and you know you, we don't know necessarily like whether it was made well or you know the person who made it were they treated well um, did they use good environmental practices like all those things we don't know but the fact is that it's already done it was already made it was already purchased um, from the company or the store and so that chapter is closed, you know, how we can affect that. 
And so all we can do going forward is maybe not create new demand for those kinds of items that are made that way. Um, and so often I will do that. I'll get things secondhand. Then after I've kind of exhausted those options, um, and of course there are some things that we just don't get secondhand either. Um, I Mm -hmm. do a lot of research into different brands that are ethical. Um, and that's kind of tricky because I feel like a lot of people have different priorities when they're looking at that. Some people care most about labor practices and how the people, the employees are treated. Um, some people might care more about the environment and kind of the practices of the factories and the materials and that kind of thing. And some people might care more about the animals and maybe they're only going to look for vegan products or something like that. So yeah. this part is kind of personal. And so like part of the, of the workshop is determining that for everyone, like, what are your values? What's most important to you? And kind of incorporating that into buying clothes. And so and it seems like kind of a lot overwhelming to talk about it now, but when you're going through it, you're just looking like, hey, I want a cardigan for the fall. And, you know, you just kind of decide, like, what color do I want that matches with my wardrobe? And then you kind of look for it um, secondhand, or you kind of find one on a on a website for, or, you know, in a store, um, for an ethical company or something like that. So when you break it down on like item by item, cause you're not, it's not like you're buying a whole wardrobe necessarily all at once. So I think it can seem less overwhelming when you just pick one item at a time. Definitely. And I think, um, with the education you offer, I feel like it would be less overwhelming when people can either attend a workshop or have like a private like chat with you because Mm -hmm. you don't have to do the research yourself. You have done the research. And so going to an expert that has gone through all of that research and has tried different things out and knows is just, it saves the individual time and then also knows like, okay, I don't have to feel overwhelmed about this because this is someone who has that information. And then they can, like you said, in your workshops, you determine what each individual or group's values are and then go from there. So you can kind of like let them know this is the way that might work for you. Absolutely. Yeah, we all have our own value set. And sometimes it's, it, you know, it changes throughout our lives or um, things that we don't know anything about and then we learn about them. Then that becomes kind of like a, a value that we didn't know we had. Um, But it's different for everybody, of course. And, like, obviously budget plays a huge role in it. So that's also something that I talk about in my workshop. You know, like, what is your clothing budget? Do you have one? You know, are you able to spend money on your clothes on a regular basis or not? And that's kind of, like, a huge factor, too, in how we look at it. Because, really, the most sustainable and ethical clothing is the clothing that you already own. You've already bought it. You're already using it and wearing it. So really just living with what you have now is the best case scenario. But of course, that's not always possible. Things wear out, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we change sizes and things like that. You know, I have three kids and I've changed (laughs) my size of clothes lots of times. So, you know, we have to kind of go with those seasons and, um, and that kind of thing. So that's why I think thrifting is a great tool for us to use just because, you know, we all kind of are, are going through those cycles of change and we can sell and buy clothes with each other. 
Oh, definitely, yeah. And it's just so useful and cost-effective and environmentally friendly and all of that, so, yeah. yeah. As an avid thrifter myself, it makes me happy to hear that's one way that I can help and um, personally, and then I wish I would have met you a while back because I definitely was the person that would just get so excited, like in Goodwill, that was my place, and I would buy all the things... And then I would come home and, you know, I'd wear maybe like 50% of it and then I'd actually return it back. (laughs) The other things. I've done that so many times too. (laughs) Because you get like the thrill of the the thrifting and then you don't sit and wait on it. And so um, it took me time, but it would have probably been exponentially uh, better to have kind of someone being there like, hey, wait a second wait a second, you know, and I just laugh, but my husband laughs too, he remembers when I used to do that, and like, I mean, it was just, I guess I'm just making it even nicer, I mean, I guess I'm donating even to that cause, and as well, mm-hmm. giving it back, I'll look at it as that way, but <laughs> so fun, so, um, yeah. well, let's see, let's go into, because I know here we share also stories of vulnerability, and um, you had reached out wanting to share a little of your own personal growth story. So, um, yeah, whatever you would want to share about that, just go for it, and everyone would love to hear. Sure. Um, so it's kind of funny because my, like, ethical fashion journey has evolved alongside a personal journey of mine, which is really a cool thing that they've kind of come alongside each other together. So, um Last October, when I started working for Seiko Designs, I kind of stumbled upon this community of, of women that were, um, you know, we're all working for the same company, and we have similar values in, like, ethical fashion world, but kind of beyond that, everybody is extremely different in, you know, their education backgrounds and their interests and all that kind of stuff, so it's a really unique, cool community, um, and just... Uh, diving in deep with these women and and learning about their lives and sharing about our struggles and things like that. Um, It's just really, I lately feel like I've um, unlocked this new level of life. You know, like when you play uh, Mario (laughs) and you're like going through and and then you get to the next level. Um, That's kind of how I've been feeling like the past couple of months because um, I've been, I feel like I've, gained the, the confidence and the bravery from leaning on my sisters in, in Seiko and, um, you know, not only the sisters in, in the United States, but also in Uganda who work at our workshop, um, you know, we get to communicate with them and share our, our stories and things like that. And so I just really have been feeling brave because of that. And so I've been inviting myself to do things that I ordinarily would not do. And, um, you know, all all growing up, like through my adolescence and, you know, into high school and college, I struggled with feeling uh, like I belonged and that I fit in. Um, And I know that this is a really relatable story because I feel like, um, you know, there's a reason why um, Mean Girls was a movie and things Mm -hmm. like that. Like, we all kind of struggle with feeling like, you know, do we belong here? Are we worthy of this place and and these friendships or, uh, or whatever? You know, we kind of just all feel sometimes that we don't quite fit in and so um 
you know, I just carry that with me forever. It's not like you shed that once you become an adult, which I totally thought happened when I was younger. <laughs> and I, w- I really wish that was true. Like, well, all of a sudden you turn to a certain age and you're like, oh, all of this is gone. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I carried that fear with me, you know, when I would um, walk into a room of people that I didn't know, like wondering what they would think about me and how do you behave and what do you say in order to make them like you. And... Um, you know, after you say something, wondering in the back of your mind, like, oh, was that silly? Oh, no, what are they going to think about that? And, like, mm-hmm. just sitting with that for for a long time. Um, and I would often, uh, I know you and I talked about this, like, changing yourself, changing, like, what you would say or how you would act. Yes. Or what you were interested in, like, just to try to fit in or whatever. Um, I don't know if it comes from a place of, of wanting to... Um, not put anybody out, not want to make other people feel uncomfortable, um, like just trying to be a people pleaser, or sometimes I wonder if that's that's where it comes from, that we're just taught to be really deferential yeah. to other people's feelings, and, and I'm definitely a very sensitive person, I'm very empathetic, and I feel like I can sense when other people are feeling uncomfortable, and so I'll sometimes try to like change what I'm doing or what I'm saying like based on that oh um, yeah but yeah. in doing that I mean you know obviously that's a, that's a skill that's important like you don't want to hurt people's feelings or whatever but mm-hmm. you also don't want to lose yourself either exactly and I feel like yes and I feel like that's what I was doing all this time I was totally lost who I was what I cared about what mattered to me um what brought me joy just because I was trying to do all of these things to fit into other people's idea of me. Yes. Yeah. So, um, in, in the last year or so, I just kind of decided that I didn't have to do that anymore. I could uh, be brave and invite myself into, into communities, into groups, into things. Um, I don't have to wait for somebody else to include me, um, Mm -hmm. that I'm, I belong already as I am, like I'm already enough. I don't have to wait until I have a certain skill or a certain whatever yeah. to, to be able to go or to belong. And so um, it's just amazed me because ever since I started doing that, I feel like it's crazy, but people <laughs> say yes, you know, like I invite myself to events or I invite myself to do certain things and people are like, yeah, that would be wonderful, awesome, and I feel like almost that everyone else is waiting for that invitation too. Like yeah. we're almost sitting in the same place by ourselves and if we just invited each other, then we would all be in the same place together and happy and um, yeah. So yeah. like I just wonder how many times in my past was I pretending to be someone else and the other person was also doing the same thing and like how silly that is you know um so it's just been a really cool adventure the last year um in just feeling um brave in just being who I am and like what I'm passionate about and what I'm interested in like other people are too and that's great and there are people who are not and while it doesn't always feel great when that happens that's also okay like I would not be happy. I would lose myself if I decided to change that or if I pretended like these things didn't matter to me. Um, and that's, you know, I don't think I'm doing anybody any favors, most especially myself, if I pretend 
like the things that I care about are not important just to fit in with somebody who doesn't understand those things. Yeah, exactly. And it's like not every, like you said, not every person is going to understand or want to walk alongside what you might be doing. And that's okay because they have other things they might want to be doing and they'll connect with those people and like everyone will find their people. And um, just putting yourself out there like that, like I'm going to invite myself to things and just go and see and just see how it goes has been it looks like extremely rewarding and I'll relate to because I think that's what I did like when I launched this podcast in August it was kind of a I love meeting people this will push me to make myself continue to meet people whether virtually or in person and just like some people might not want to listen or some people might not want to be on this but I will find the ones who do and will connect and hopefully connect in other ways after. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. super cool. It's a great example. And like, um, doing a podcast is so fun <laughs> and it's super cool. So, like, if you hadn't done that, then you wouldn't be able to be experiencing it right now and enjoying it and everything. And so, I've totally had those experiences too. Like, I, did so many fun things because I started doing that. Like I wrote an article for a local business magazine. Oh, wow. That's so cool. Like I, I'm like, wow, that's amazing. But if I never reached out to them first, then I probably would never have gotten that opportunity. And that's, you know, that would be sad. So there's probably so many things that we don't realize that we miss out on when we, when we do that, when we don't feel like we're not enough because we are enough, mm-hmm. but we have to see that I think first before other people see it and, and invite us or, or whatever. So what was the business magazine that you were featured in? Um, it's called Miss Merchant Magazine. Oh, okay. I've heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was a really, really cool experience. Um, I've always loved writing, um, Ever since I was younger, it's a really great, like, emotional release for me, um, and it's something that I've always enjoyed doing, and I've just recently started getting back into doing more writing um, and trying to, like, explore who I am and getting back to those kind of roots of who I really am, and so, um, yeah, that was just a really fun opportunity, and it was really, like, fulfilling a, a life goal to yeah. do that, and so, um, yeah, I just look back on that and like that was really great like I was brave to go out and, and um, you know reach out to them um, and I didn't know how they were going to respond or or whatever and it was great so you know it's a good lesson for me to continue to do that so if you had one word of advice you could give to someone who also had gone through this type of situation which it's really kind of a life journey um, and I think most all of us go through this type of changing ourselves just to feel like we fit in. Um, What would you say? What would you tell them? Uh, I think my biggest piece of advice um, would be to trust that you're worthy enough and good enough and invite yourself to something that you want to do instead of waiting for them to invite you or to receive the invitation. Um, I know that I'm not alone in feeling like I need to, um, create a certain type of business. I need to have a certain type of title. I need to, um, have some kind of credentials 
or whatever the case may be in order for someone to notice me and like invite me to do something. Um, and that's a lie that we tell ourselves. And so, um, you know, people may say no when you ask to invite yourself, but you'll be surprised, I think, at how often people will say yes um, and what you'll learn from those experiences. So that's the biggest thing that I've learned even just over the past year is to is to ask, to put myself out there. It's scary to do for sure, um, but do it afraid and ask. Thank you. Thank you for that. I think that will be very encouraging and inspirational for a lot of people. And it actually helps me to just hear again, (laughs) too. Um, Also, I wanted to talk about the event that you have coming up this week. Um, It is on Friday, November 16th. So if people wanted to meet you, talk to you about your business, Educated Style, um, they can. So what is going on this Friday? Yeah, so um, Novo Chiropractic is putting on an event, so there's going to be tons of uh, vendors um, and awesome businesses there. I actually participated in this event last year, and it was super fun. Um, They have snacks and drinks, and you can kind of walk around and connect with people and shop for the holidays and things like that, so um, it was just a really fun environment last year, so I'm really excited to be there again this year um, and talking with people about um, ethical fashion and how they can um, use the wardrobe that they already have to, um, you know, add in some ethical and sustainable practices in your shopping and, and things like that. So I'm really excited. Love to meet you and connect with you there because it's always fun to see people in person. Um, I do a lot of my business online, and so it's fun always when I get to meet people in person and just kind of it like up levels the connection, you know. <laughs> Oh, definitely. And I will have in our um, blog uh, that um, she's going to be featured in, I'm going to have a link to the Eventbrite, and it's actually free. I'm looking at it now. Um, so it's free, but you yeah. you can just register on that Eventbrite. And um, again, it's Friday, November 16th from 530 to 830 at Novo Chiropractic Sports and Wellness Center. Um, and so if people also wanted to connect with you or follow you on your social media and see what you're up to, how can they? Yes. So my website is myeducatedstyle.com and my Instagram and Facebook page are at myeducatedstyle also. Um, so you can find me there. I'm always posting random photos of my kids and my (laughs) random life, (laughs) um, and also fun fashion stuff too but um yeah it's mostly pretty real over there so that's um, good more people need to be like that online (laughs) I know I know so yeah that's how you can find me and I also have a Facebook group for um, people who have gone through my workshops um and things like that um and just we also have a style swap that goes on in there so um if you're a little bit worried about shopping on Craigslist and things like that Um, It's kind of like a more closed, smaller community for doing clothing swaps. So Mm -hmm. we have that, too. And that's called the Style Collective. Um, Wonderful. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are all the places that you can find me, which is kind of seems like a lot of places. That's good. That's good (laughs) because there's so many different ways and there's different opportunities and people can connect. So, awesome. Well, I really appreciate you coming on today. I just love your business. I love 
your heart. I love uh, the personal story you shared because I resonate fully with it as well, um, as so many women, I think, do. And so thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Bree. It was such a pleasure talking with you. You're awesome, and you're doing such cool things with your business, too. So it's been really fun to get to know you. Oh, I just, it's hard for me to take a compliment. So I want to say, no, thank you. No, thank you. I do that all the time <laughs> to other people. I will receive it. I will affirm myself. But Yes, you should. <laughs> thank you. Um, so thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. Um, check the blog notes if you want to connect with her and get added to her group or see if you can host a workshop with her. I'm very interested in myself with doing that now. And this has been Compassionately You. Happy Monday and have a good This has been Compassionately You with Brie Luganbell. If you'd like to learn more about today's episode, you can go to brielugenbell.com slash podcast. If you'd like to join our private support group, you can find us on Facebook and search for the private group Compassionately You. If you would like to be a guest, you can email Brie at brieluganville at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening and have a great start to your week.